Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Buffalo Bills are heading into Super Wildcard Weekend as the number two seed following their victory over the Miami Dolphins. And they'll be taking on the number seven seed Pittsburgh Steelers with kickoff set for 1 o'clock p.m. this coming Sunday. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin announced earlier today that T.J. Watt will not participate in Sunday's contest as he is dealing with that knee injury. And quarterback Mason Rudolph will be the starter once again. The Bills sustained a few injuries in their matchup against the Dolphins as well, and head coach Sean McDermott said yesterday that it is too early to tell the severity of them, but he will know more when he meets with the media on Wednesday. Our own Sal Capaccio has the full list of injuries in an article on our website, WGR550.com. And we want to hear from you. Where do you plan on watching the Bills versus Steelers playoff game? Go to WGR550.com to take our simple survey and let us know. Around the NFL, the Tennessee Titans are parting ways with head coach Mike Vrabel after two consecutive losing seasons. And Pro Football Talk is reporting that the Los Angeles Chargers requested a head coaching interview with Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. And free agent edge rusher Bruce Irvin is signing with the Dolphins, according to Tom Pelissero. And the Sabres are back in action tonight against the Seattle Kraken on a two-game winning streak after defeating Montreal 6-1 and Pittsburgh 3-1. Devin Levi is expected to start in net tonight, coming off of his best performance of the season, stopping 32 of 33 shots in a victory over Montreal. Pre-game is at 6 o'clock p.m. and puck drop is set at 7 o'clock. And you can catch all the action right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. That's your Paddock Chevrolet Sports Update. Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. I'm Joe Kelly for WGR Sports Radio 550. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. If you wrap foil around that, just like the little bit of the base part of the banana where the fruit is, wrap foil around that top and they will last longer. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Who needs your bananas to last longer, though? Look, I don't want to go to the store every other day for bananas. They're eight cents each. What the hell are you talking about? What is going on? You're going to wrap them in foil? They're better when they're just a little green. Yeah. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Too much work. Not that much trouble, really. Too much work. Says the guy that's got a spreadsheet with 3,000 fantasy teams. On WGR Sports Radio 550. We're up. We're we're off to a very rocky start here. I got to tell you. I'm uh, hi. I'm Bulldog. Mike is uh, Mike is uh, off today. He's under the weather. Um, wishing him and uh, him well. I know. I know he he's got to be really sick because there's no way you'd want to miss work uh, in this week. But but so I I feel a little bad that I'm starting here. Uh, but I I have I have as big a problem as maybe I've ever had with my partner of more than twenty years. Uh, I'm in studio. And Zach is off today. We've got Joe Callie. Jeremy White is on the line because it's Tuesday, which means it's reverse AFC power rankings. And I don't want to waste Jer's time here. He's pinch hitting because we need a third, you know, a third person in here to do this effectively and not be stuck. And I mean, I suppose Joe and I could have worked it out and compromised. But anyway, Jer was a good enough sport to agree to do this. So I'm here. And as maybe you know, Mike keeps these um, on a list, uh, like the sheets of paper that are tacked up on the wall in here and i don't know where 
um, the previous weeks have gone. I've only got a, a few weeks here, but there's a new sheet that started two weeks ago, and it's it's a regular piece of notebook paper. Normally, these are just blank sheets of paper from the printer that had like commercial copy or something on it, like junk, you know, junk paper that's going to get recycled. And Mike reuses the clean side of it to keep track of the reverse AFC power rankings. There's a piece of notebook paper in here with the last two weeks. So there, there there's a lot. It's no, notebook paper. It's got the, the three three holes, you know, for a three-ring binder and lines on it. And he's not using the lines. He's just are just writing. I mean, it's neat, but it's he didn't stay in the line. He didn't use the lines. Like the number fifteen is there's a line running right through the middle of the of the number fifteen, and then Tennessee from last week, for example. And Jer, I think you know this about me. I, I don't know that you'll yeah. respect it much, but this is the kind of thing that can really just wreak havoc with my my yeah. brain i'm yeah i know i know you well enough that like the worst thing i could do would be to come to your house and rearrange your furniture oh like dude. They, would, they would mess with you we finally I know that about i've been you. married since 99 and i finally have learned to like leave the house if i sense that that is starting <laughs> to happen uh rather than be there while it's happening that's even worse it's jarring enough when everything's moved but at least if i'm not there while it's happening I think it's it's even better, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, I got I got uh, I got so, I got issues here. So these rankings start on the lines and then drift, or was he just using notebook paper as if it were blank paper? That's it appears it it, it is very orderly, and they always are, even without lines. Um, so I mean, I I get even credit there, but this looks like there's no lines on the paper yet. It's still neat. Which I think maybe even bothers me more. So it's almost like he was wearing some sort of glasses that would have muted the lines to his vision, and his own order was put on a paper that the order of his his writings doesn't match the order of the paper. I, you might have lost me somewhere <laughs> there, but I, sure. I'm saying like he he wrote it orderly, but not per, per the the paper's rules. He didn't stay within the parameters of the paper. Right, okay. He just ignored, he, he, he treated it as though the lines aren't there. But they plainly are. I mean, unless he suffers from some condition that, that he'd, uh, be news to me, I'm pretty sure he sees lines. Uh, but he just decided to ignore them, I guess. Hmm. So, I don't know, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little out of sorts here. To st- I'm just admitting, if I seem distracted... Not only do I have to write these down, which I only have to do when he's not here, but they're, you know, it's all, it's, it's a skew in my view, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm deeply troubled by that. Anyway. Well, hey, it's, uh, it's playoff time of year. No one's working at 100% right now, you know? That's so. right. Everybody's, everybody's yeah. hurt. Everybody's got something. <laughs> well, without any further ado, I mean, it's, it's, it's time. We get going. I, I have, hang on one second. I got to do this too. Uh, which we're happy about. It's time now for reverse power rankings, reverse AFC power rankings, powered by Empire Electric, your residential neighborhood electrician. Visit empireelectricians.com. How long did it take the morning show to get a sponsor for Howard Picks the Bills, by the way? Oh. I think we did pretty good. Getting yeah, this. You did. It's only been like a, a, a couple of seasons worth, and so, yeah. you know. I think we've been doing Howard Picks the Bills since, uh, like, 2012. Oh. A long time. Yeah. He picked him to win the Super Bowl today. I heard about that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Groundhog Day, right? Like, we all care what his prediction is, and it's news. And like, well, he's right. <laughs> I, love, I love the use of the word news there. Yeah. yeah. It, it's news. Like, it's we news. posted it at the website. We tweeted out, like, Howard has predicted the Super Bowl. <laughs> all right. Great. <laughs> well, you know, uh, as I'm starting today, uh, I, I am of the mind, you know, I feel a little bit like, uh, is, the li- is the line from Major League, like, there's only one thing left to do, right? Yeah. Just go win the whole damn thing. Like, that. that's that's kind of how I'm feeling today. Like, I know they've got some injuries and whatever, but, and, and maybe, like, not whatever. Right? But, but hopefully those guys will either, A, not be missed too much or be back relatively soon. Uh, Douglas is probably the most important player there, and he sounded like he was ready to play still Sunday night if they'd have let him. So I'm hopeful that that's encouraging. But, um, yeah, I just sort of feel like all the trials and tribulations, the ups and downs, like they're in a great spot. They're home. 
and it's Pittsburgh, and you know, even Kansas City isn't what Kansas. They're they're in great they're in great shape. Yeah, I'm thinking about it in terms of the NCAA tournament. Say you are whatever a one seed, and then across the bracket, a couple other teams that were really good got knocked out, and like that's the Bengals, right? The Bengals are mm-hmm. one of your big foes. They're not in it, and then there's I mean, Jacksonville beat you this year. They're not in it. Kansas City, oh, their star player doesn't look right. Whatever, like they're, they're not the same. Right. I've got this Baltimore team that's had a great year, but it just, um, yeah, it feels pretty open on the AFC side, and the Bills kind of held it together through a lot of chaos and come out, you know, looking like a rose here with uh, with the two seed. All right, let's. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm dilly dallying around here. Let's. Uh, I, I got, I got the, the lines thing out of my system and uh, got you know all, everything else. Let's rank some teams for God's sake. Sixteen. You're the guest, so I feel like I want to. I want to let you lead off if you want. I mean, it, sure, it's sure. up. It's up to you. But I, I have a, a question. I, I listen to this segment, the power rankings. There are, you know, there's sometimes a tie. There's a, there's a tiebreaker. Joe's gonna break ties here. Well, we're just we gonna. Yeah, whatever. We'll. We'll okay. somehow or another. We'll break ties. Okay. I have one other question. Sorry, I, I, I treat this very seriously as a guest I, on this. I segment. understand. Uh, am I considering draft capital at all in this? <sighs> For instance, like a. Patriots versus who else was terrible this year? Who's the second worst team in the AFC? Because they do have the third pick, and to me, that's kind of okay. <laughs> but they're probably last, right? I mean, I, they, I, just, they just got beat by the Jets at home, and Belichick slinked off into the night. Yeah, i i would i would I would pick them last, but you know, we need a consensus. Yeah. Um, right, fine. But yeah, I, you know, interesting question. I was not thinking about draft capital. Uh, but I don't know, as we ease into the off season, we're not quite there yet. I mean, with playoffs going on, but for these teams at the top <coughs> of the reverse AFC power rankings, it is, uh, you know, it, it's, it's already the off season. So I don't know. Do what you think is right there, sure. I, I guess. But I, I would say New England is, is, yeah. uh, is 16. I'll wait for these teams to draft players before giving them the benefit of that uh that power ranking portion of it right so but, sure yeah new england last and may, i mean i don't know you want to consider maybe that mike vrabel is their next coach i don't, I don't know if you, you, yeah. you might want to do that i don't know uh, that seems like it's a match made in heaven right yeah yeah is he good or not i think he's good but i think the the question would be whether or not you want to go from a defensive minded head coach to another defensive minded head coach yeah um, conservative by nature i think maybe that my guess would be that that played some role in what happened in Tennessee um, because they've got a young quarterback already. But I think there's there's more reporting about, you know, fissures about direction to go last offseason, getting DeAndre Hopkins, not trading Henry, not trading Tannehill, that it seemed like maybe that was Vrabel and ownership slash the front office maybe wanted to go the other direction and now they missed again and so here we are. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think yeah, I think he's, I think he's good – um, but it's you know really the only the only pitfall I would see there is that it's a defensive minded head coach and you're probably if you hit on a coordinator there's going to be a churn there like we're going through. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I I think the guy's good. I like I like making fun of him and talking about how he looks like a Chikawaga pizzeria manager. But I mean <laughs> I think he's a good coach. And so now Patriots Patriots last. And now I love him. Yeah. Because oh, of some, Bills, I mean, some yeah, I mean, we didn't need it, but still, it was uh, it was comforting in, in an hour of need. He was yeah. a beacon, Vrabel. So, uh, and I, I kind of miss the mustache. Didn't you have a mustache? Anyway, who's fifteen? Tennessee? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that the makes Chargers sense. are a little artificially low because I saw a stat on backup quarterbacks and how many backups played this year. Right, a total of sixty-eight quarterbacks started games in the league this year. Every team that started a backup got a win from a backup except the Chargers. Mm. 0-4. Or 0-5 maybe finished out. But these other teams put in backups and they kept them alive. And the Chargers got no backup help. So, sure, I want to go Titans at 15. And maybe that's a little tease to the Chargers at fourteen. That said, yeah, I think I would, I would, I would. Joe, what do you think? Char- I agree. Yeah, Chargers at fourteen. I want to get Joe in here. Like he's here. He hasn't had to break a tie yet, and that's not really the only function. Sometimes we even take turns with who gets to say a team first. If you have a strong feeling, Joe, sure. feel free to just butt right in. Sounds good. Sounds as good. We move. But so Chargers are fourteen. Sorry, I'm uh, <clears throat> being repetitive, but I'm, I'm writing and I'm trying to. Stay off the line. Manage this line situation. Uh, it, see, I told you. It's uh, 
It's a problem. Okay, 13. Hmm. The, the floor, the, 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 the bench will hear suggestions for 13. Uh, let's do the Jets. Yeah, that's. I would say that's a solid 13. It's like, it, it, there's, you know, this middle, this middle group. It's like the Raiders, Denver, the yep. Jets. You got, you know, I don't know. Do what you want. Uh, right, fine. I agree. Jets. Jets. Uh, Raiders or Denver next? Strong feelings? Uh, no. <laughs> how, about, how about the fact that Denver, didn't they kind of fix Russell Wilson a little bit or half of the way there? And uh, then they're like, all right, yeah, we did the job, but you still got to go. Pretty <laughs> much, yeah, to sum it up. That's so we have to did. put Denver below Vegas because Denver had a quarterback who was about to make a lot of money, and they said, we still think you stink. And they're probably right, but the whole thing is just weird. Yes, yeah. he was better than he was last year. They were on a winning streak, I think, when they went to him about this injury stuff and muddied the waters and just, just made a mess. And, like, look, I respect them not wanting to be on the hook for that, but... If that's where you were ending up anyway, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was untenable to move this year from him, so they just made the best of it. Weird situation there. I uh, I never realized how much I don't like Sean Payton. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people feel like that after the, the way he handled the Russell Wilson situation. I feel like that muddied the waters on Sean Payton quite a bit. Well, he opened the door when he, did the, he handled the Nate, the Nate Hackett thing. And mocked how bad the coaching was, which I mean, a lot of people agree, but he kind of put a target on himself with that. And anything else past that, all of a sudden you get to this guy is uh, what kind of what kind of guy do you have here? Right. So, all right. So yeah, Denver, and then the Raiders. Then the Raiders. Raiders are eleven. Now we get into in the hunt. Yeah, and right? <laughs> and I think and I think, you know, something we strive to avoid here. Obviously, it's reverse AFC power rankings. You're tuning in at a. Magnificent time uh, here on uh, WGR that, that we're in the midst of this. We don't want to just do the standings. So, like, how, where are we putting Pittsburgh? Like, they're, they're, yeah, right. they're, they're, the, they're the team that's playing the Bills on Sunday. Yeah. And First I don't... time this year where I guessed it and I put Pittsburgh last. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't, they were 10 last week. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, do they have to be uh, listed after? See, I, I, I get hung up on before or ahead of, below, because I, I still don't really know exactly uh, the phrasing. But do they do they have to go ahead of Cincinnati? That's a good question. I don't... Uh, Cincinnati... I mean, of course they lose Burrow, so that's in there, big time. But their defense fell apart this year. Yeah, Cincinnati's gave up a ton of big plays. Like they, they were not. They went one and five in the division. So, yeah, I'm gonna. I want to put. I think it's got to be the Bengals. Yeah, I, I need to go Bengals before the Steelers. Hundred percent. I'm with it. And again, reverse AFC power rankings. I asked you about draft capital. T. Higgins might never play a game for the Bengals again. Same right. with Tyler Boyd. So all of a sudden. You know, it's like we're doing the, the Premier League live table, Bulldog. The live table for the Bengals is no T. Higgins. I don't know. I'm crossing sports here and thinking. About how, how, I mean, I know this has come up, I think, when I haven't been here, at least the, the way Mike has explained it, when you've done this before. I don't know how many times you've made this appearance. Maybe it's only one time and it made it such an impression that it comes <laughs> up. Um, and I know you've tweeted about this, too, because you're a loyal listener to reverse AFC power rankings, uh, that who would you rather play? If the Bills were playing the Bengals on Sunday instead of the Steelers, is it the same? Pretty much, it might be kind of the same. I mean, it might be kind of the same, yeah. Uh, they've got two stud receivers. So do the Steelers. They've got a, you know, whatever at quarterback. So that I think that's a wash, uh, mostly. And you mentioned the point about the def- the Bengals' defense not being what it's been. Mostly, I think we just feel better because it's not the Bengals, right? Because yeah. of last year and then even this year too. So um, I'm, I'm belaboring things here. Really, I think um, 
Pittsburgh, I think, should be safe now that I'm looking at the, well, you know, I'm considering the other teams. Like, maybe Jacksonville should be next. Well, they fell apart. Yeah. I would put Jacksonville next. They absolutely fell apart. Yep. I think, I don't know how much, you know, looking into it, you've done since their game against Tennessee ended and they're into off-season mode. Has there been a declaration that Lawrence was playing with, like, a torn labrum or something? Because those last few balls he threw were just not even close in that game. And I, I, I wonder, how, like, how, how, if at all, damaged he was. I mean, he was questionable, game-time decision going into the game. Um, I think maybe he, he wasn't right. But nonetheless, they fell apart, so they're ninth. All right. Uh, do eight. I don't think we're going to be able to squeeze Pittsburgh out of the playoff field because I think Indianapolis has to go here. Yeah, the Colts. Hmm. What do you think? I'd push back on that. All right. The Colts have a respectable offense and have with a backup quarterback. The Colts have had a better offense with a backup quarterback than the Steelers have had with any quarterbacks this year. Minshew is more serviceable and more dangerous, I think, than anybody Pittsburgh lays out there. Their receivers, Michael Pittman, Josh Downs, I like just fine. They run the ball better. Jonathan Taylor came back and had a, a good year, right? So, I don't know. I mean, and Zach Moss looked really, really nice, I, too, I would for say, a while. Like, the, the Colts were never treated as phonies. Like, the Colts are a real 9-8, and eight, and Pittsburgh is a bogus 10-7 and seven that was phony all year. So, I would go Pittsburgh below or above, however you want. <laughs> right. Now I'm getting caught up. I would go Indy here. I'm sorry. I would go Pittsburgh here. Okay. And put Indy as better than a playoff team. I like it. I mean, look, I, I, I'm not going to deny it. We're just looking for clicks. <laughs> Please click on the show. Yes. All right, Pitt, Pittsburgh. The bill. You guys on the radio, dog in Pittsburgh. All right, uh, Steelers at eight out of the playoffs. Steelers. How do you like that? Yeah, that's right. All right, then uh, Indy has to be next. Six. Then I guess yep. probably right. Seven. Yeah, Indy seven. Okay. And uh, six. six is going to be Miami. Miami. Yes. The wow. Dolphins. Present, I mean, power rankings. It's reflective yeah. of where they are in time. They have half a team left. That's fair. Miami six. They are going to. I mean, they might die on the field on on Saturday night. I, I listened to your conversation with Mike earlier in the week about how you feel about Mike McDaniel. Do you like him? Do you hate that you don't hate him? He wore that shirt here that says, I wish it were colder. Uh-huh. I need him to wear a shirt to Kansas City and be like, okay, this is too cold. Right. Because it's going to be zero degrees yeah, This there. is stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need I said this colder, shirt to say. <laughs> minus four. Right, they're going to shrivel up and, and just go away, right? I, I, I think probably, yeah. It would be their most impressive win of the year by far if they were to win in Kansas City. Not to say it can't be done. Yeah. But the Chiefs, I think, got a good draw here for this game. So I want to go, yeah, I'd go Miami 6. And the only team with a winning record the Dolphins beat was the Cowboys, who also can't beat teams with winning records. So, how you know, that kind of thing. Right. Kind of a stalemate there. Yeah. Uh, all right, five. Uh, five. Five. Houston? Chiefs? Chiefs. Wow. They haven't been playing great football this season. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. You guys. Chiefs. Texans are 10-7. and seven. Stroud missed a couple games. They're down Tank Dell. They're still getting it done. Stroud, did you watch a lot of that that, that Texans-Colts playoff game on Saturday? You know, I did. Yeah, I did. Stroud is not Josh Allen, but he does make the, oh, my God, plays. The rolling back, spinning back, dropping in the bucket to Nico Collins throw. Like, that's an Allen throw. Yeah. Stroud is insane. So, he's not better than Mahomes, but I think they've got a better offense right now he's, than the Chiefs. He's live. Yeah. Like, yeah. if the Bills had drawn them, and I don't know, who knows, maybe they get them next week if Miami doesn't freeze to death and finds a way to beat Kansas City and the Bills win and Houston beats the Browns. There is a lot of what has, But anyway, that's that would lead you there. Yeah, I would feel like um, you're playing a guy that could make a couple of plays that could ruin your life if you play Stroud and and the Texans. Uh, Okay, well, so Miami 6, Kansas City 5. Who's four? You guys are just full of surprises. I'll just sit back (laughs) and let the the water flow over me. Who's who's going four? I'll just ask, can I ask you two a question here to set this up? Because I think we're choosing between the Browns and the Texans here, Mm -hmm. right, of course? Mm -hmm. I would say so, yeah. 
Which would be more ridiculous to see the quarterback win the Super Bowl? The rookie or the old guy? It's a good question. It is a good question. Because that's what I want to do with your, like, who would you rather play? Yeah. Who, who is more absurd to be raising that trophy for the Lombardi the Lombardi trophy? I, I got to say Flacco. I would say so, too. Literally? <laughs> I, I just can't. <laughs> I keep waiting, you know. It's I don't know, maybe he's just, he's gonna he's gonna throw it to somebody uh, the other team too many times, and like that'll be the end of it. He has definitely gotten away with that. Yeah. I want to put. Um, so what, what did we decide there when we, we answered I Flacco? Asked, I, I asked you the questions. Yeah. You got you guys go first. I think I got to put Cleveland here. Browns. Okay, Browns. It is. I led you right into the trap. Here's Houston at three. <laughs> Houston is three, yes. Hey, I don't hate it. And Bills two, Ravens one? Yep. Okay. No. The uh, Ravens deserve one, of course. And Sneaky Joe does his Tuesday tiers. And I would put the Ravens on a tier above the Bills. And the Bills may be on their own tier at number two. I know this is reverse AFC, but I just want to make this. I want to make this point. Hey, which is, one of the one of the beautiful things about having you on. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And the reverse AFC power rankings is cross-promote Tuesday yeah. tiers for Joe. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's like uh, Avengers Endgame, or everybody's coming together here in the same cause. <laughs> um, but the thing I wanted to say about the Ravens is, like, the Bills have put together really, really bad games, and that's why they're sitting at two, and they had a bunch of losses, and we sweated this season. The Ravens haven't really done that. They put together, sure, they got hammered by, who'd they get beat by recently? The Niners? No, they beat the Niners. They beat the Niners. They yeah, beat they the beat Niners. them pretty good, the, too. The Ravens haven't had a bad game. What the Ravens have had is a bad five minutes or a bad ten minutes. They blew a lead against the Browns earlier in the year. They only lost to Pittsburgh because their receivers dropped nine passes in a game that they absolutely should have won. So I feel like the Ravens have the cleanest record and definitely kind of deserve – well, you, not to say that they're definitely going to mm-hmm. beat everybody, but just – They've played a clean season for the most part. That's right. They lost in overtime to the Colts. That's their other loss. Okay. The Cleveland game was 33-31. That's the one with all the drop passes you're referencing. Cleveland's the one where Cleveland scored like 16 in the fourth. The game was over. Yeah. And they gave it away. The Ravens early in the season had two or three losses and had only been trailing for a total of 12 minutes or something. They've been really good all year. Yeah. So. They got swept by the Steelers. Both games were 17-10. <laughs> Well, the second one, <laughs> right? You know. Was yeah. But let's throw that one out. All right. Well, good. Thank you for your participation and for helping manage me through this disaster with the lines on the paper uh, not being adhered to. I don't know if I would have gotten through without you. So uh, thank you, and uh, you know, go 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 Bills. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> should be a fun week, man. Really appreciate the time, Jer. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's our Jeremy White from the WGR Morning Show with Sneaky Joe DiBiase, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And there are your reverse AFC power rankings. The Steelers aren't even in in a playoff spot. The Browns are four. The Texans are three. It's madness. I don't know. Any reaction? It's okay if you don't. We'll uh, we'll talk about like the week here and 
Really, I'll go right back to where I started when Jeremy first hopped on the line with us here. What's left to do, Bills fans? Right? I mean, just go, just go do it. You know, I know that I know the season's been a ride, um, and th- there's been a lot of adversity uh, in a different way than there was last year. Uh, but they're in as good a spot as they've ever been during this four-year run, and the AFC doesn't look as strong. It's it's all there for them. We'll talk about that, and your calls are certainly welcome starting right away. 803-0550 is the phone number if you'd like to get in on it. Trista Crick coming up in half an hour. Uh, at, that's at 4 and at 5, our buddy Ross Tucker on the Bills and the playoff field and all of it. Uh, Sabres play tonight, so we'll get pregame at 6 with Paul Hamilton. That's the road ahead. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope is away today. You're listening to WGR. at all the times you just have to trust them right just like any quarterback right they're, they're not going to be perfect right and sometimes with some of the decisions that might not turn out too well there's times where they end up turning out the touchdowns and sometimes you can get praised for it but to me it's more about is it the right decision and correcting it regardless of the results that is bill's offensive coordinator joe brady talking about his quarterback josh allen and, uh, yeah, headlong into the playoffs we go. Thanks for tuning in today. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope is out sick today. Uh, thanks for tuning in for uh, the beginning of today's show featuring the reverse AFC power rankings powered by Empire Electric, your residential neighborhood electrician. Visit empireelectricians.com. Should be a fun day today. Working backwards, Sabres pregame with Paul Hamilton will roll at 6. Sabres are hosting the Kraken, the first of a six-game homestand. And, I mean, don't don't adjust your sets. The Sabres have won two in a row. They're looking for their first three-game win streak of the season. Oh, my gosh. It's January 9th. Okay, I mean, hey, maybe they can do it. Maybe they can put a streak together. I'm not here to tell you they can't. Okay, so there's that. Uh, That's at 6. Ross Tucker at 5. Trista Crick from BetQL uh, at 4 o'clock. And uh, that's what we've got. Us hanging out. 803-0550 is the number. Joe Callie is sitting in for Zach Jones today. Zach's uh, enjoying a well-earned day off. I think he's going to the Sabres game. I hope that works out well for him and uh, everyone else who's uh, going to the game. 803-0550, as I say, is the number. And, yeah, I mean, short of just saying, like, hey, vibes check, roll the balls out, let's just talk. Um, What do you think here? Um, It's been a challenging year in a, in a variety of ways. And it may have felt for the first time during Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean's tenure as coach and GM respectively of the team, as though it was maybe going to blow apart, uh, at, you know, 500 at the buy and we've got, uh, you know, 20,000 words on, you know, people who've had, conflict with McDermott over the years the team rallied around him which maybe was predictable and have managed to well never never stop winning they 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 won and they won out and they won the division and it's just so wild to me I, I I don't know I don't want to get hung up on it but for so much of the year it's just it's so hard to stay focused on something you may have believed or said about football back before the game started, right? And I'm referencing the idea that this year the Bills could have just as good a chance to win the Super Bowl as any of the previous three. But their schedule probably wasn't going to be conducive to being the one seed. That ended up being the case, as it turns out. Uh, But it's been an up-and-down year, and as I said, around Thanksgiving, it might've felt like the whole thing was maybe going to blow apart and it didn't. And here we are sure there are injuries. I mean, some of them that no one's coming back from like Trey white and Matt Milano more recently Gabe Davis for Sewell Douglas and others injured in this game on Sunday where they clinched the division, but you're home, you've got the Steelers and then maybe a a down Chiefs team if they beat Miami. If they don't beat Miami, you get the winner of Houston-Cleveland. I mean, that sounds pretty close to ideal. 
I think even playing the Chiefs here, I think fans will certainly relish it. I would expect the team even would relish it. Not that Kansas City, that's not my pick of the litter here. I would rather play the Houston-Cleveland winner, uh, okay, and avoid Mahomes if I can. Maybe, you know, maybe they, maybe they um, you know, maybe they, they still, you know, they'll find their, their groove or something. Um, so if I have a chance to play Flacco or rookie CJ Stroud or, uh, or Patrick Mahomes, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take my chance with the rookie and the rejuvenated veteran rather than Mahomes. But all that said, even if it is the chiefs with the shape that they're in the season that they've had coming here for a divisional round playoff game a week from this weekend, assuming you beat the Steelers, it's as easy a path as you could have. It really, it really, really is. Even, even in 20, yes, the Colts wildcard game, that, that didn't seem that daunting. Maybe it was a tighter game than we would have thought. The Ravens had to come here, and that's Lamar Jackson. That's, that's Lamar Jackson off an MVP season. And sure, the Bills did a great job on him, but that, that felt like a real test. Um, and maybe that's to be equated to playing the Chiefs in round two if you get there. Uh, but I just feel like with the condition of the conference, uh, the form the Bills are in, I just feel like it's 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 right it's right there. And I think if you pull the Bills fans in late November, early December, I mean, there's just no way you would have felt like the the pathway to the Super Bowl would be. As I'm struggling now, I don't want to say easy. <laughs> uh, it's just not as formidable as I think it, it certainly felt back then. And the the other teams around you have a lot to do with that, obviously. And, and it's chiefly Kansas City here. But the Bengals not being in the mix is a big part of that too. You don't have to deal with them. That's another elite quarterback and a team that's had your number here for a couple of years anyways. And so you don't have to you don't have to deal with that, and it's just the only thing left to do is go do it. Eight zero three zero five fifty is the phone number if you'd like to hop in. We'd love to have you. Ryan is first up this segment. Hi, Ryan. Thank you for calling. You're on WGR. Hi, is this Bulldog? This is me. Yes, live Hi, and on Bulldog. the radio. <laughs> thank you very much for having me on. You, th- um, thank you for calling. Thanks for listening. No, I listen to you all the time, and I think you're great. Um. I just would like to give Sean McDermott a little bit of love. Um, I know after we lost the, to, to Philadelphia, our record dropped to six and six, and then um, you know people were calling for him to get fired, and then some, you know a little bit of controversy came up, and um, mm-hmm. all the team all the team did, I believe, was respond to him. They they played they, they played really really hard for him. We went undefeated. Um, our defense really really clamped down even after all the injuries. Um, I just want to say that he did lead us to the division title four years in a row. Mm-hmm. He has led us to the AFC championship game. I know we lost, but he has led us there one time. Um, I know he has his deficiencies. I'm not going to say he doesn't. Um, but I don't know if you – I think you do remember, Bulldog, how it was before he got here. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it really wasn't too too well, you know. And um, <laughs> Yeah, no. And, and and you know as well, Bulldog, and I hope I'm not, like, interrupting you because I definitely don't mean to do that. Um, you remember that he was hired before that we hired Bean. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, in essence, can say that Bean's here because McDermott is here, you know, because sure. of the relationship that they had in Carolina. I agree with that. So, you know, that's the only reason I call in. I'm, I'm Thank you very much for taking my call. All right. Good, Brian. Thank you. Appreciate you listening and um, and the kind words, and and the compliments to McDermott because you know I think a lot of things, but more than one thing can be true at once, right? So um, you know the, the 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 criticism. Look, I was hot after the Eagles game before Tyler Dunn's tomb came out uh, with all of the you know anonymous sources and all the stories. Um, and of course the one that generated maybe most of the headlines. Um, I, like I was hot after that Eagles game, just because I felt like it was a game that he let, he, he let them down in. Um, you know, I don't know that they would have won the game if he goes for it, 
uh, with 20 seconds to go. And, well, if he had two timeouts, maybe he would have gone for it, but he didn't because he had to ice the kicker. Like, I don't want to, like, relitigate all of that. But I, I was hot about it. it. It just felt like it was getting to be, to me, just too much. It's the same sort of behavior, the same choices, similar choices anyway, um, that, that you've seen hold them back in other situations, both in the playoffs and in the regular season. And so, um, you know, you, you get just, okay, this isn't, this isn't working anymore, but it is also true and right to point out that they are undefeated since then and that his defense has performed capably, admirably, those don't even do enough. Their, their defense, Chiefs, Cowboys, and then the Dolphins. It's 17 points, 10 points, 14 points. I mean, two of those three games, maybe even all three, I don't remember what I said about the Chiefs game going into it, but I certainly expected the Cowboys to move the ball and score on the Bills. And that's why I was expecting a big Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. Like, okay, remember Stefan Diggs is elite. There he is. I thought that would happen in the Dallas game, and they hardly needed to throw it at all and ran them over. Why were they able to do that? Because the defense was excellent and shut down a very potent and very talented Dallas offense. Same thing with Miami. Now you've got injuries mitigating that for them to an extent, but Man, that game on Sunday with the turnovers in the first half could have been a lot more crooked than 14 to 7 uh as it were. And the Bills stayed close enough and got the big play on special teams and and righted the ship on offense enough to to you know, get to their 21 points and get out of there with the win and clinch the division and all of that. McDermott's defense deserves so much credit for that. So, you know, what what is what is coaching? You know, what, what it, it's figuring out a way and patching holes and uh, re-scheming and they've done an excellent job of all of it. They, they just have. He has. McDermott has. He deserves a ton of credit. I, you know, I, I don't know. My sense would be, that, and this is not how I'm doing it, like I'm not just waiting for him to – uh, try a long field goal when I think they should go for it or punt at midfield or something here in a playoff game so we can just unload and, and revert back to how we felt after the Eagles game. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I, I think what he's done and what they've done since then should count and should be taken into account. And furthermore, I don't think really, despite all the fury about it and how upset even I was after that Eagles game, I don't think his job, and we said this, I said this plainly, even in the midst of all of that frustration and even anger, that I don't think his job was ever in jeopardy. It, 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 you know, it'd be very easy, I think, and maybe you know, probably right for ownership to go, look, it's a bad year. And as it turns out, it ends up not being a bad year. As I've already stated, they're in as good a spot as they've ever been. They've never been higher than the two seed. So they've accomplished... Well, really, what they've accomplished any of the previous years, they they haven't they haven't fallen off uh, at all. So, it, there was never to me any question about his future. I know fans were, you know, we were all, a lot of us were hot about it, and I started to say like my senses, some fans will will be just waiting for. And look, there were that was was there not a couple of tests in this area late Sunday. I mean, that final drive, yes, they ended up turning it over on downs, but they turned it over on downs because they went for it on fourth down, and that was in Miami territory. Earlier in that drive, they went for it from like their own 35 on fourth down. So, you know, if you were bracing, I I was, I'm watching going, oh, he's going to punt, or he's going to try a 58-yard field goal, or, oh, no, no, they're going to go for it. And like, okay. Um, So I don't know if fans are just waiting for that kind of thing to crop up and him to do what you think is the wrong thing. And then it's just going to be open season again on the guy. Um, but he's done a fantastic job down the stretch with this team, especially considering all the adversity that he was facing, you know, nationally and who knows even internally, like how difficult it was for them to navigate through this, but credit to him, credit to the players. Um, you know, they closed ranks and they, uh, they managed to achieve, 
you know, one of their goals. They won the division again, a fourth year running, like the caller said. Thank you for the call. 803-0550 is the number. Got a quick quick timeout. We'll take some more calls before we get to the top of the hour. And Trista Crick, Mike Shope is awaited. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey, I'm the Bulldog and you're listening to WGR. Yeah, that's big, and, and I mentioned this after the game, those guys being ready to go and taking ownership of that responsibility for themselves and coaches having them ready to go. And, and that just goes back to the process during the week of these guys paying attention, even though they're not the primary starter. They know all it takes is one snap, and they're in there. They're going to be expected to execute. And those guys did a phenomenal job of just that. Bill's head coach Sean McDermott speaking about uh, a number, a few backups who had prominent roles, somewhat prominent roles uh, on Sunday in the win over Miami. Trent Sherfield comes to mind. Uh, great play in the end zone there. Hardy with the punt return, obviously. On defense, Balen Spector, Dane Jackson, uh, players called in. Uh, even Taylor Rapp, who's played more than just a backup role uh, because of their uh, usage of Jordan Poyer as sort of a hybrid linebacker type. Um, uh, and, and Rapp did get dinged up on that final play of the game. We'll find out more about all that and all, all the injuries. Gabe Davis, Rasul Douglas, Ty Johnson, Terrell Dodson, and Taylor Rapp. Those are uh, those are the injuries that, that we didn't get much follow-up on from McDermott yesterday. I would imagine we'll have a full update on that tomorrow as the Bills will begin their practice week getting ready to host the Pittsburgh Steelers as a part of Super Wild Card Weekend. 803-0550 is the number. I'm the Bulldog. Nice to have you along with us. Trista Crick coming up in about 15 minutes. We'll try Mike first up this segment. Hi, Mike. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Chris, how are you? Um, I'm starting to lose a little bit of the luster that I had at the beginning when uh, Brady took over. I think he's becoming extremely predictable. I'm going to give you two specifics. Um, In the last three games, the Bills have had first and goal ten times, uh, and on all ten occasions, they ran the ball. Not once did they pass. Not once did they run the ball for more than three yards. And it just, it's become very predictable. Yes, in Sunday's game, first half, the Bills moved the ball up and down the field like crazy. But for the turnovers, we would have had a lot of points. But in the second half, Brady comes out, and we had eight times where we had first and ten. The first time we had first and ten, he threw a seven-yard pass completion. We ended up getting the first down, the next play. Um, The next six out of the next seven times, he ran from under center, first down, six or seven times. He runs the ball, and not once did we get three yards. We lost, and, and we kept putting Josh in these second and long situations. Mm-hmm. He got out of a few of them, but not in not one of those six times did he, I mean, perfect time for a play-action pass. If you're running, you're running, you're, you're setting up, but not once did he do that. I just find the last three or four games since the Cowboys game where, he, where I thought he played, he had a very good strategy of running the ball. The last three games specifically, they've been very stale, very predictable on offense, and that's a concern. Yeah, I hear you, and it's good, um, good, um, good research, I guess, like putting that together. Um, I think 
the the running thing in their neutral situation pass rate, right? First down, I don't know if folks know what that. I feel like that's that's pretty entry level uh, advanced metrics. Uh, it's been one of the things that's been most favorable about the Bills for a few years now. And that that was that they they had a proclivity under Dayball and even under Dorsey to throw or you look at that chart week in and week out in the NFL. It's just one of those things that comes across my Twitter feed. Um, the the top offenses in the league are very high in that metric. Neutral zone pass rate uh, or, or neutral zone neutral situation or right? like competitive game first down and pass rather than run, the Bills have rated very favorably. That has changed. It maybe is the most dramatic change since Brady has taken over. Um, so um, is it a concern? I mean, yeah, I, I think so. Um, I don't know if there's some boss-pleasing that's happening there or or what it is or if the success they had against Dallas has led them to want to do that, but I I do think maybe – it's possible to assert that they're in a bit of a rut there. Um, and we'll see if that changes as we get to the playoffs. Maybe it'll be opponent-dependent. I don't know. Um, I don't know how much we'll really find out in this Pittsburgh game because I, I, I just don't – I think the Bills could play like kind of an average, almost sloppy game and still win this game. Like I don't know how on point they're going to have to be. I don't think the Steelers really should – really mount much too much of a challenge for them uh and that's reflected in the spread uh thanks for the call mike appreciate it 8030550 is the number we'll take a time out here and trista crick from bet mgm tonight and our one of our odyssey sports betting insiders will join me right after this mike shope is off today i'm the bulldog you're listening to wgr okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 